Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome to Chaos 101.2, The Bounce, where we're going to be talking wrestling for this one. My guest today is Club or Die on Twitch.tv. You know me. John Henry Shots, Clarity Black, like New York City Cops. What's going on, y'all? All right, so we are going to be talking in this one about Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns, and The Undertaker. So let's get things started off with Brock Lesnar. Now both of us have a large opinion on this guy. I think he's a fucking waste of space. What's your opinion on that one? Um, I think that uh, everybody in the WWE is a waste of space, but I think for the WWE, Brock Lesnar is what's best for business. All right. Well, my opinion on Brock Lesnar is that one he's holding a freaking belt that one hasn't been defended that often and when he does win it he's away half the time from WWE with it I mean it's a placeholder at best and they could easily bring in a new championship mainstream championship that could be more than the WWE Universal Championship I think the belt looks like garbage I think it's a just a massive placeholder and Instead of actually having a champion that is there every time, I feel it's just more of a, uh, I feel they could have done better with their champion selection. Well, you know, I, I, I partially agree with you, um, partially don't. I think Brock Lesnar is the draw for the WWE. I think he's the one and only name that sticks out on the card. Um, I think even the fact that they even have a Ronda Rousey is something that uh, Brock Lesnar kind of paved the way for. I know Brock Lesnar's not the first crossover superstar they ever had. They've had Ken Shamrock, Dan Seven, um, and even Butterbean. But uh, by that same right, they've also had Floyd Mayweather and Mike Tyson. And when I see a guy like Brock Lesnar there, when I see a woman like Ronda Rousey there, um, I feel as though uh, I, I look at it in two different ways. Are they going to sell pay-per-views, you know, with their, their name on the poster, their face on the poster? You know, is that going to sell a pay-per-view by itself? And by virtue of what they've done in the UFC and what they've done in the WWE, I don't think we can really argue with that. Uh, on any pay-per-view that Ronda Rousey um, was attached to her match was featured any pay-per-view that Brock Lesnar was on he was without a doubt uh, in the main event or the marquee match uh, now, now we're talking about two different things yeah. we're, you're talking about the championship as well I don't yeah. necessarily think he has to be the champion in order to be that main event marquee guy the guy that ends the show, the guy that you put on a poster. I don't think he has to be the champion, but I understand why they put the belt on him. You um, make a fair point. That means... well, go ahead. No, you make a very fair point with that. I mean, he doesn't have to be the champion, but he is the champion currently after he more or less won it when Roman Reigns had to vacate the belt. Which, which, uh, which is a move that... Um, I guess in some ways I agree with. See, the way I look at it is like, if they were scared to put the strap on anybody else besides him for those three years anyway, aside from Goldberg 
Um, and the plan was really to get it to him um, after, you know, Finn Balor, after Kevin Owens moved to SmackDown. Um, once Roman dropped the title, uh, it, to me, it's a natural progression that the belt goes back to Brock Lesnar. Honestly, it makes me question why Roman Reigns won the championship to begin with. The original plans were to give him a strap at WrestleMania. I feel like if they did that, Roman would have had a worthwhile and lengthy title reign. But because they chose to do it when they did, to me, Roman Reigns' uh, title reign is kind of eclipsed by what Brock Lesnar has been able to do as a two-time Universal Champion. Um, you're right, he is the champion now. Uh, with that being said, I think that in a very old-school way, I'm okay with the way Brock treats the WWE and the WWE Universe. I'm okay with his booking because I feel like he's one of the only characters who is properly booked in, uh, in the WWE. Um, I enjoyed his matches with Finn. Um, his feud with Triple H, um, the Undertaker WrestleMania match. Um, I enjoyed his matches with AJ Styles and with uh, Daniel Bryan. Um, and that's just in, in the second half of his career. And I think that a lot of times when people speak on Brock Lesnar in general, they forget about all the hard work he did in the first in his career. And feuds with guys like Eddie Guerrero, where he really showed, you know, certain sides of his personality, uh, portions of his character that are gone now. Um, and I feel like when a lot of people say Brock Lesnar's no good for WWE, I think it's because he's not working that hard anymore. But the way I look at it is, at that point in his career, when he had to do that, he did it. At this point in his career, when he is essentially a Michael Tyson, I mean a Mike Tyson-esque attraction that comes to the WWE, he is a Floyd Mayweather-esque attraction that comes to the WWE, except for he's the champion. He's actively competing there. And I say that he has that clout of a Mike Tyson or a Floyd Mayweather because in the sport that he left WWE for, he, um, not, not the NFL, but the UFC, mm. um, he rose to the top of the UFC and legitimized himself outside of the WWE. I really feel like when he came back, he brought um, his own his own uh, legitimate clout uh, to the profession. You make a fair uh, statement there. I mean, yes, um, Brock Lesnar has went and won the UFC Heavyweight Championship. I mean, he's done a lot between the UFC and WWE. You spoke about how he originally had feuds with Eddie Guerrero, but he's also had feuds before with The Undertaker that really personified his career. I mean, he was the undisputed champion, and I think him and The Undertaker faced off for that belt at one point in time. I do believe so. So, yeah. Um, uh, in regards to The Undertaker-Brock Lesnar match at Mania when The Undertaker's undefeated streak was officially broken I mean it was bound to happen but when they done it yay and nay on it it was a good but bad move at the same time Brock Lesnar being the one to defeat that streak I can understand why he, it's eat sleep conquer defeat it's kind of one of those things though that 
when you take someone like Roman Reigns, I mean, not Roman Reigns, but Brock Lesnar, you have him in WWE originally, before he even went to UFC the first time. He he botched a freaking moonsault. At the, or shooting star, my bad. <laughs> One or the other. Either or. Um, mm. Brock Lesnar went into UFC. He done all this stuff. He started taking steroids, getting jacked more ways than one. I mean, it's not as bad as Big Papa Pump Scott Steiner is now. Um, but Brock Lesnar being a fighting champion in UFC, I can understand why in UFC he wasn't always fighting every night or every other week. It was the factor that after every fight that they're in, because that's actual damage that they're taking, not just a, okay, uh, someone's taking a chair shot, but they have to sell that chair shot. Yes, Brock Lesnar can sell shots and all, but when it comes down to UFC, you're more or less a, you're more or less, you have to kick someone's ass or you're going to get your ass kicked or you're throwing the match depending on what it is. And, um... You make a lot of good points that uh, Brock Lesnar has had uh, his second run in WWE. He's had great matches, yes. He's had great matches with Finn, Daniel. He's had great matches with AJ. He's had great matches with all the superstars that you've named. And plus some. But to keep the title on Lesnar, it was pretty much they should have gave it back to Finn Balor at that point. He was the first Universal Champion. And to dignify the fact that they've taken the they've had him Brock lose the belt they've had him regain it over these amount of times I mean it's kind of a or what are they going for are they trying to give Brock Lesnar Ric Flair's undefeated well his um streak of most title wins in general I really can't say no I wouldn't I wouldn't say it's that but I would say that they are in a lot of ways uh, and I think you touched on a lot of good points but I think I think in a lot of ways uh, you know everybody gets something at one point Brock Lesnar was the youngest ever WWE champion um, before the WWE kind of took it away from him in a petty way and gave it to Orton um, I think right now um, he's definitely the longest running universal champion I think he's setting the benchmark um, one thing when I look at Brock Lesnar, you know, um, and like I said, you made a lot of good points. Uh, you brought up Undertaker and Roman Reigns. Um, um, two guys in this conversation, and we, we could probably touch on those points a little bit later. But, mm -hmm. uh, but one thing I would say about Brock Lesnar and the way he's booked, and when I make a correlation between old school guys, um, when I make a correlation between... Uh, you know, um, passing of the torch. Um, I really feel like for a guy like like Brock Lesnar, I think that he has an old school mentality. Um, mm. Guys like Hogan, um, guys like Flair, um, back when they were in their prime, in their heyday, you know, they they weren't just gonna put over anybody. No, you, know, you had to look like you were gonna be a real legit guy. You're gonna have to look like you were gonna be really great for for business in order for them to put you over. Well, it's kind of like, like Undertaker Sting, has though. that mentality also. Yeah. Uh, say that again? It was kind of like Sting back when he was younger. I mean, he and Ric Flair had that feud when they were part of the Four Horsemen. Mind you, it was a different yeah. rendition of the group, but still, Sting came in, and he done what he had to do to win the championship at the time. 
So, yeah, I get what you mean on that point, and uh, that's a very valid point, that one, it's just generations after generations that come into play that you need to look like a champion, you need to act like a champion. But to... I think in that regard, I think in that regard you just stated, look and act like a champion, I think Brock Lesnar is the most legitimate guy that they can put on a poster to look and act like the champion. He's what today's uh, uh, WWE fan would look at and see, well, how come that guy has the belt? Oh, well, because he's Brock Lesnar. He's supposed to be a UFC champion. Yeah. If he didn't have the belt, it technically wouldn't make sense. He'd be able to beat everybody. Again. Fair point. You're now rocking with Club or Die. Oh, what up? You rocking with Jay on? You want to learn how to be an MC? That's how you do it. Learn from Kohan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Back on my yeah, yeah. shit. Huh? Okay. Yeah. It's my righteous niggas right here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think I'm Easy E. <laughs> Cherry Heller. Yeah. Train Q. Red and yellow, nigga with attitude, yeah. dope seller, still down for my dogs, old yellow, I think I'm easy E, cherry hella, train cube, red and yellow, nigga with attitude. Alright, so I'm thinking that uh, we're going to move on to, of course, Roman Reigns. We've been discussing the pieces of Roman Reigns, and we can continue Brock Lesnar's little chit-chat with Roman Reigns since... Mainly all three superstars that we're going to be talking about today, or continuing to talk about, have actually had some run-ins with each other at one point in time in their career. That's true. So moving on into Roman Reigns, I mean, hell, um, I don't know what bullshit they were planning on doing with if this whole thing with him was going on when he had to vacate the belt and all. What's your take on that, when Roman vacated the championship to uh, deal with his uh, cancer that supposedly he has? Um, you know, uh, I, I kind of feel like, you know, um, that is an ingredient to build hype for WrestleMania. Um, whether it's true or not, um, I haven't seen any medical papers and not a doctor or anything like that mm. but uh i definitely think that it has increased um increased his popularity the, yep and and decreased the booze because you know now a lot of people in wwe universe would feel like an asshole if they booed him a lot of them who used to woo more inspired now you know uh, and they feel like they've got something uh, in common with them now and and the, uh, you know, it's just an interesting point. Like I said, I can't speak to the, the, the validity of um, Roman Reigns' leukemia, but what I can speak to is that I think that it has definitely turned into a lot more positive reactions for him, and I know that at the end of the day, that's something that the WWE wanted. Yes. And uh, I don't think he has much interest in his match, but I think that wherever his match is actually going to be on the card, I think it's a place where he should probably be wrestling on the card. It's not for a championship, I don't believe. Um, and uh, and one thing you did mention um, when we talked about 
Brock Lesnar was the Undertaker, the guy we're going to speak about a little bit more. The distinction here, I think, being made is that Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar both beat in the Undertaker at WrestleMania. Yeah. A feat that we once thought was impossible. Now we know it's possible. Uh, and it has happened not once, but twice. Um, now, granted, I know that Brock did it first, so there's always a more impactful thing. But in terms of handing the torch over, um, I think that that Brock Lesnar... Now, there's other guys. You know, Bray Wyatt, maybe one. Mm. John Cena, maybe another. Randy Orton, maybe another as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. With Randy Orton, though, in that regards, um, with Randy Orton, though, in that regards, if they really wanted to do it right, they could have brought back that Legend Killer side of him and actually brought him back to Legend Killer status to right where Undertaker is and was at that time a legend and still to this day is and will remain. Regardless, even if he's not in the Hall of Fame, he is by right going to be due that damn Hall of Fame ring when it's all said and done. One for the himself in singles, in singles action, and one for the tag team between the Brothers of Destruction with Kane. But well, what I would say uh, is that Randy Orton, you know, out of these options, you know, I never really thought about it, but Randy Orton probably is the better option um, out of all these people that we named, yeah. only because he's faced Orton pre. I mean. Uh, Taker's faced Orton previously at a WrestleMania. Well, and, he's um, also had Randy Orton and Taker both uh, have had a long-standing rivalry back in the day when uh, Bob Orton was there. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the the WrestleMania that they did wind up fighting at. Um, yep. And I think that was an incredible lead-up, an incredible uh, opportunity for young Randy Orton. But I think that that out of these available options. Um, despite Randy Orton's age, because Randy Orton and Brock Lesnar are presumably about the same age. If Brock Lesnar was the first one who broke it, Randy Orton could have been the first one who broke it that very same year. The only place for Clover Die exclusives. Yeah. Uh, but, but, but to get back on topic, talking about Roman Reigns, um, mm. I don't think Roman Reigns is the guy. No. I don't. I think if we're talking about the top guy for the next generation, I think that guy is going to wind up meaning inventing WrestleMania this year and hopefully taking the championship off of Brock Lesnar. Um, I don't, I, I Seth Rollins. Yeah. I don't think, uh, well, here's the thing about that. You make a good point. The future of the, of wrestling though, you've already said main event in WrestleMania. Why not Kofi Kingston? He's been there the longest amount of time. The majority of them, well, he's been there a pretty good long time. And he, this is his actual first opportunity that he might actually get in his last, his first and last time he might ever get an opportunity at a major title, especially with the Universal and the WWE title, both on the line. Well, I think that Daniel Bryan and Kofi Kingston have an opportunity to steal the show at WrestleMania, but I don't by any means consider that match despite the fact that it's the WWE championship the championship that matters despite the fact that there's never mm -hmm. been an African American WWE champion I don't think that match but in any way is the main event of no. this pay-per-view at all times I thought Becky Lynch's match was the main event even before they announced it and um and I know that Brock Lesnar would only come second to it uh 
what I said earlier, I truly believe Ronda Rousey and Brock Lesnar are the two superstars they're building around when they need to sell pay-per-views. WrestleMania obviously being the number one pay-per-view they need to sell. They've really, Brock Lesnar and Ronda Rousey have really opened the door for a lot of UFC fighters, former UFC fighters coming into the wrestling industry because it's a lot less Not taxing really. on their body. They really have opened the door though to some extent. Yeah, guys like Matt Riddle uh, in the WWE specifically, Matt Riddle, I believe Cain Velasquez is currently at the Performance Center. Um, guys have uh, uh, reinvigorated the sport. There's other guys out there like uh, Josh Woods, Tom Lawler, and um, I think a lot of that credit is owed to um, Ken Shamrock, Minoru Suzuki, uh, guys like uh, Dan Seven. Um, I think it's a great thing for the sport. Uh, right now we see uh, Bobby Lashley and Dave Batista as well. I don't really want that to, to go um, overlooked. When I talk about Brock Lesnar being the best guy um, Currently. for the WWE audience that's there, I don't necessarily think that Brock Lesnar would be able to beat Bobby Lashley or Dave Batista in an MMA match. But mm, as no. far as what the WWE universe has been led to believe up until this point, Brock Lesnar is probably the best thing they could sell. Yeah, because between Lesnar and Roman right now, Lesnar's got a higher percentage chance of making a wow point of a match. Roman, on the other hand, yes, the fans love to hate him. They love him now because with everything that's been going on with Roman, they really, if they did to use that leukemia for, to use it for a selling point, that would be a, the lowest thing they could do. Because that's not something you fuck around with, especially when it comes to cancer. I don't care whatever form it is in. That's one of the lowest points that WWE could go to sell a character. And to go that low is like making fun of it at that point. Well, we're talking about a business that just this past week on Impact literally killed off a character in a Freddy Krueger S way. Okay. Blood and everything uh, with Allie on Impact, yeah. and that's because she's about to go to AEW. Mm. We're talking about a company who blew up their chairman live, I believe, on either at the end of the pay review or the end of Monday Night Raw or something. And only uh, oh, yeah. backtracked that. on that because uh, of a tragedy that happened in real life that very same night uh, with the Chris Benoit situation. Mm, yeah, we will actually discuss Chris Benoit in like a paper, uh, one of the next few uh, podcasts later on. Because cool. I actually we'll actually discuss Chris Benoit in a few uh, podcasts later on because oh, I. I'm, I, I um, I want I'm to not touch ready on that. to discuss no, certain no, no. superstars. Um, well, no, I, we're not, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go sure into depth. I'm not familiar with that superstar in particular. Uh, mm -hmm. The WWE Network isn't that. Well, we're not going to go into we're not going to go into real detail about it, but we'll, we'll just highlight some of this. Chris Benoit is the best careers. wrestler to have ever wrestled a match. You I said it. You can't deny that one. He is, and still, to this day, regardless even how much they've removed of his memory from WWE Network or just in general you're never going to take pound him away from the pound people the best ever you're never going to take him away from the fans that know him 
and new generations that can get introduced to him. God damn it, Chris Benoit is alive right now. I'd love to see him wrestle in New Japan Pro Wrestling. I think that would be a pretty awesome. good point. But do you see, since New Japan and AEW are more or less getting TV deals now, and it looks to be like New Japan is going to actually have an American side TV deal, do you think it's going to be a mainstream TV channel, or do you think it's going to be something that's not as mainstream? I think that regardless of whatever channel that it's on, fans will find it. Yeah. Um, and knowing the product, I know that it's going to be good. So I think that uh, that either way, it's going to be good for wrestling fans. I think New Japan offers an incredible product. And the one thing I will say about AEW, despite the fact that we haven't seen an actual AEW event, um, I know that regardless of who they sign in All Elite Wrestling, I know we're going to be in for good matches, yes. good build-ups. Build They've got a lot of good talent on their roster already. Yeah. A lot of athletic talent. And if the focus yeah. is going to be on competitiveness and athleticism, different things like that, I think they have a lot of potential to not only um, impress but wow people. Mm, true. Not a surprise elements. But yeah, back to Roman Reigns, though. Um, with Roman Reigns, though, with all of what he's done in his career, I mean, The Shield, then him going on his solo venture, and now with the leukemia situation, if that was even a actual thing or not, I'm not going to say it's not an actual thing that he was going through, because for someone to say that it was or wasn't, it's without the actual proof, you really don't know. Roman Reigns' career, though, is like... He's been champion. He's lost the championship, and it was and the whole back and forth with Brock Lesnar and him. It was just a. It became so stale that you really just wanted Roman Reigns gone, from that point. It was on. a flop. Yeah. It was a flop. That's true. But onto the, onto the factor of the Undertaker getting beat by Roman Reigns at WrestleMania, I think that pretty much just said to us as fans for, of the Undertaker screw you because we're just going to give Roman Reigns every possible advantage of kicking someone's legendary ass in that sense and um, I mean if we take a look at The Undertaker's career he's had one hell of a goddamn career the dude has went from being with um, of course uh, Brother Love then he had Paul Bear as his manager I mean, from the inception of The Undertaker's character came all these great, brilliant story plots. He went through all these different transformations over the many years. I mean, the Ministry of Darkness, the American Badass, and then back to the Dead Man, what he originally started portraying when he first came into the industry. And you're never going to recapture that. You're never going to recapture something like that. Yeah, that's why I think that the WWE is so desperate to uh, use him. Um, but by the same token, um, I think The Undertaker is uh, currently a victim of the fact... Uh, I, I don't know quite how to put it, but the WWE have circled their wagons on the same talents in the men's division for the past 10 years. 
those being Cena, Triple H, The Undertaker, Undertaker. Batista. Yeah, to a certain degree, Batista. Um, I feel like Batista's been gone for the most of the past ten years. Um, Not really. He's been there. Not really, because you could say the same thing about Rey Mysterio at that point. I mean, Rey and Batista. Have oh been yeah, gone I would totally pretty... say that. I would totally say that Rey Mysterio. Um, but like I, I, I don't think consider Rey Mysterio having really been there the past ten years per se, because I know Rey Mysterio did a. Uh, a lot of work in Mexico, Lucha Underground, mm. and um, yeah. World Culture Wrestling, Defiant Wrestling. Uh, but, but I feel like, like, um, I'm, it's good to see these guys are back. Um, guys like Rey Mysterio and Batista, um, Beth Phoenix, John Cena. Um, but, in my honest opinion, the WWE, the best thing that they have going for them is the women. Mm. Um, yeah. So it doesn't surprise me that the women are getting the main event, uh, but I don't feel like the WWE has invested as much into the women as they have into Roman Reigns. Um, well, yeah, they've they uh, WWE is more or less pocketbooked Roman Reigns because he's uh, relations with The Rock, literally family ties, and you know to actually have The Rock. Which, that's another discussion for another damn time. I mean, The Rock, we could go through a whole lineage of his father before him. I think him that's the only match that, that, to me, can make Roman Reigns look strong. Like, him going over Undertaker, for me, does really nothing for no. him. It, it, it gets him... It, it's like it's like this, uh, you know, I, I can't say that I hate Roman Reigns, the guy, Joe. I have no problem mm. with Joe. Yeah. The Roman Reigns character, I feel like, has been so poorly managed over the last four to five years that I don't think that there really was any coming back from that unless you did something like what we have seen over the last six months with Joe, the yeah. man. Um, I say that to say this. It's like uh, his crowning moment when he had the momentum, the first WrestleMania that he faced Brock Lesnar at, uh, when Seth Rollins came down there with the briefcase and inserted the match and had perhaps the mm. coolest WrestleMania moment ever. True. Um, I think that moment cemented Seth Rollins as the man, which is why I'm glad to see Seth Rollins is facing Brock Lesnar again this year. Yeah. Um, now, I wasn't a fan though. of Seth Rollins' title run at that time. And well, I think it's very rare that though. you get an opportunity to do it right a second time. And I think mm -hmm. that this is the time to do that right. Well, at the time, but, um, though, of his title reign, he was a part of the authority. What's best for business? Yeah. Triple H, Stephanie, Kane, the authorities, Kane, and a whole lot of other people that mixed in with that little group or faction. And the truth is, you know, uh, I, I feel like, like, um... I feel like that was bad booking for Roman Reigns if you wanted him to be the guy. Why would you throw that bone to Seth Rollins right then like that? Um, especially with, with I understand protecting Brock because Roman's the one who took the pin in that match. Um, but that, to me, would present a conundrum unless you eventually put Roman over Seth. I think that was the plan, but Seth wound up getting injured. But before that even happened, uh, there was opportunities for Roman to have won a championship from Seth if they were trying to do a storyline like that. 
on the anti-authority storyline. At the same time, there was also the Yes movement that was organically getting itself over. Mm. But I really feel like that was to the detriment of Roman Reigns. I feel like Roman going over Undertaker and um, not, it wasn't necessarily to the detriment of him, but when he came in to the ring the next night, I'll never forget it. It was the best promo Roman Reigns had ever cut. And uh, he waited 10 minutes, got the mic, getting booed the whole time by the entire crowd. He literally um, got booed out of the arena before he even got there. I mean, his music, said, you could hear the boos over the fucking music at that point. Because he, I, I he literally, said, he literally uh, stood done? in that ring. You no, know, he literally stood in that ring waiting until they were getting quiet enough. And they just kept yeah. booing his ass, and it's like, this is my yard. That ain't his yard. And, 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 you literally and, and, and got literally, booed out of the Undertaker's it yard. Was literally 10 minutes, he said one thing. 10 more minutes, he said another thing. And if you want to talk about, yeah, I'm saying this is the best promo he had ever cut. Maybe still to this day. Excuse me. The, the I'm leaving with leukemia, and I'm coming back from leukemia. Are t- right now, number two and number one obviously on the list of best yeah. promos he's ever had but uh but that promo was the best promo he ever had booking wise i would have turned him heel right then like this is my yard now Boom. well you and see from that point on he should be here roman being a heel though just didn't get over i mean people did not like a heel I, roman regardless he wasn't doing the job i don't right. think that they've given us a heel roman since the, his initial run with the shield at what point was he not what, like inform me when was he heel mm, no I do at this point I can't really recall him ever being a heel I think they've been pigeonholing him creatively into being a face but once you go over a guy like Undertaker that's what I'm trying to figure out what the booking logic makes sense with this is Brock was a heel when he faced Undertaker and beat the Undertaker and we hated it why would we like Roman beating the Undertaker there was no moment in the match to me that felt like the Shawn Michaels and Ric Flair moment where Shawn looked like he regretted ending Rick's career you know so there wasn't no uh, moment that felt like the passing of the torch in that match you know I think the last match that truly captured that was Rock and Hogan not necessarily Rock and Cena and yeah. I think that if if to back to my original point if the WWE truly wants to get Roman Reigns over being the Undertaker is not the guy he needs to beat Cena's the, the guy no Cena's really not the guy it's, it's the no, Rock Cena had a WrestleMania see when Cena and Roman did that program they did it was a good program Cena was dry roasting the shit out of him and if it happened in WrestleMania season like you know the lead up it's not happening right now yeah. um I think it would have been fire, but it is The Rock, without a doubt. Um, that's his cousin. Um, neither one of them has to has to really play too much face, really play too much heel. Uh, the fans are going to obviously uh, cheer for The Rock because he's going to be coming back. But much in the same way that The Rock fought Hogan, and the uh, crowd basically turned Hogan face in that match, um, I think we can have a moment. I'm not saying it's going to be as big as that. I'm not saying it's going to be the same as that, but I think Turning we can Roman have a heel. Turning Roman heel. But yeah, um, but between The Undertaker, Brock Lesnar, and Roman Reigns, all three of these guys have had pretty decent times in their careers, but overall, lump sum, they've all faced each other at one time or another. They've all done 
won championships in their own right. But with that being said, though, um, that's going to be it for us for this podcast. So I'd like to thank y'all for joining us, for myself and Clubber Die. Y'all have you know me. a great day. And as Negan always said, he's taking it like a champ. Y'all take it easy. You could be anywhere in the world, but you're here with us, and we appreciate it. And if you're not down with that, we got two words for you. Fuck them.